We're just going to talk a little bit today, I mean, on the triumphal entry. Jesus came in. I mean, how many wants Jesus to come in today? He wants to make his triumphal entry into your life. Oh, it's one thing for him to come into Jerusalem. It's one thing for him to come into church. I want him to come into Texas. I want him to come into Tyler. I want him to come into the Lord's house. I want him to come into my house. But you know what? I need him to come into my heart first. You can welcome him in a lot of places, but you need to welcome him into your heart and your life. Say, Lord, I welcome you into my mind. I welcome you into my spirit. I welcome you into my home. I welcome you into my children. Amen. Let him make his entry in you today. So Luke chapter 19 in verse number 29, we're going to get started. We're ready, Luke? We're started? Luke chapter 19 and verse 29, as we talk about the triumphal entry on this Palm Sunday. And the Word of God says, And he came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. He sent two disciples ahead, go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter into it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say, the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it and on him for him to ride on. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. And when he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying such things like that. And he replied, If they keep quiet, the stones along this road would burst out into cheers. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understood and understand the way to peace. But now it is too late. And peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long your enemies will build ramparts against your walls. And encircle you. And close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground. And your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place. Because you did not accept your opportunity of salvation. If you can just see in your mind's eye this morning as we can just go to that place and hear Jesus is walking and he's talking with his disciples and they're on their way and he tells two of them, hey, oh, you run on ahead and you're going to find a colt tied up and just untie it and bring it here. And if anybody says, what are you doing? Just tell them the Lord needs it. Now, I'm going to tell you, there's a couple, there's some miracles in this story. Uh, because number one, 
if somebody, if this was in today's time, okay, Jesus is walking with his disciples, and he tells his disciples, go right up here, and in the driveway at 3114, you're going to find a Ford F-150. Just get in it and start it and bring it over here, I need it. And if anybody says anything and they say, hey, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm out there and somebody comes and gets in my truck and starts, and I say, hey, what are you doing? And they say, the Lord needs it. <laughs> I mean, I'm a good Christian, but I might say, well, the Lord just needs to go buy his own. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that guy knew the Lord or not. I'm not sure what Lord did, you know, I don't know who you are, and I don't know what Lord you're serving that tells you to steal my truck. But all of a sudden, these disciples just walk up in this guy's yard and start untying his donkey. He says, hey, what are you doing? They said, the Lord needs it. And he goes, okay. <laughs> Miracle number one, just take my donkey. Number two, the donkey had never been ridden. Has anybody ever seen something that's never been ridden, ridden for the first time? Yeah, that's fun. Uh, my son has uh, ridden that. Y'all saw that picture of him on that bull. He didn't quite make it eight seconds. Oh, it was a horse. I'm sorry. I wasn't there. Here's this colt, and they bring this unridden, unbroken colt, and they lay their garment on it, and Jesus just sets on it, and that donkey just goes, something special just happened. <laughs> I think I'm just going to chill. You see, Jesus has authority over everything. He has authority over that wild spirit inside of you. He's got authority over that unbrokenness inside of you. Amen. When he comes in the house, even the, the wildest, craziest, buckingest bronc is just going to trot like he's been trained. And when Jesus comes into your life, I'm telling you, he can bring peace. Everywhere he goes, he brings peace and he calms down craziness. Anybody need some craziness calm down? Huh? Come on now. Yeah. You're not talking about your wife, are you? Oh, okay. I don't want to get you. <laughs> ah, this is the way he was kind of pointing there. I was just like, you know, we all got some craziness inside of us. And we, you know, we can act and say and do. And, you know, that's why we need Jesus. I mean, we need Jesus to come on board. We need Jesus to crawl up on the back, amen, of our old flesh and conquer it. Amen. He can get up on your flesh, amen, and he can bring peace to that situation. Help you act right, talk right, live right, walk right, give right, pray right. Serve right, love right. I mean, when he begins to come in, he brings peace. And now then, get this in your mind. All of a sudden, here he's riding down on this donkey. His disciples are following him. They're coming down the hill of the Mount of Olives. And all of a sudden, his, all of his followers and people are coming out of the city. And they're looking, saying, who is that? And they're saying, that's Jesus of Nazareth. That's the miracle worker. That's the one that opens blind eyes and opens deaf ears. And he causes the lame to walk and the dumb to talk. Hey, that's the guy that rose. Lazarus from the dead 
And all the people in the town begin to come out and they begin to worship and they begin to pray and people begin to lay their garments in his path and those that were poor and didn't have anything, they grabbed the palm branches and broke them off of the trees. They begin to wave their palms. Come on, somebody wave your palms at me this morning. They begin to wave the palm branches and they shouted, Hosanna! Hosanna! The king is coming. You see, they were looking for a king to come and deliver them from Roman rule. They were looking for somebody that would come in and crack the whip and it would deliver them out of their trouble. Amen. But Jesus wasn't coming to set his kingdom up on earth. He was coming, amen, to unite man and God back together. He was coming to set a kingdom up, amen, that his end would never be a throne of David. He was coming, amen, to set things back in order. Adam and Eve messed it up. The first Adam sinned and gave authority over to the enemy. But the second Adam, Jesus, came. He lived a perfect life and he gave his life and his blood. He took back to heaven and he put it on the mercy seat. And he said, we can confess our sins and now he is faithful and just to forgive us. But they were looking for a different kind of king. But they begin to sing Hosanna, Hosanna, Amen, Son of the Highest. Hey, they begin to worship, they begin to sing, they begin to pray. They were dancing and they were rejoicing. And the Pharisees stood over there all pious like some folks in church. Well, I just don't know why we got to get so excited about all this stuff. He said, hey, Lord, you, well, you need to stop these people. You just stop them from saying stuff like that. That's blasphemy. Jesus said, if they don't praise me, the rocks are going to cry out. Very creation will cry and groan. The trees wave their palms this morning. Amen to heaven, giving him glory. Amen, the earth groans and moans. and Amen, the sounds come up. Amen, giving God glory. He said, if my people don't praise me, amen, the rocks will cry. I don't know about you, but I don't want no rock taking my place. I want to give him the praise and the honor and the glory. I want him to welcome him. Come on, Lord. Amen, ride on my flesh. Conquer me. Bring peace to me. Amen, declare your glory in me. Amen, and come and make your entry into my life life. They be, he began to ride into Jerusalem. Amen. They're singing, they're dancing, they're praising Hosanna in the highest. And all of a sudden, their praise and shouts and their church service, amen, begins to change when they see Jesus, his heart broken. And he begins to weep and he cries over Jerusalem. He sees down, and he's looking down over the city and he knows what he's about to go into. Here is the holy city, the one where the priests are offering sacrifices, where they read the law, where they're supposed to be telling people about God and they're supposed to have read the story about how a star would appear and how a king would come, a root out of Jesse, even a root out of dry ground. He would be called the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. He's the bright and the morning star. Amen. He is the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the alpha and the omega. He is king of kings and lord of lords. They were supposed to know that. They were supposed to be sharing that with the people and saying, Messiah's coming. And they were supposed to recognize. But they said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can any good thing? And they missed the birth. And they missed the life. And they missed the miracle. 
because they doubted and they criticized and they missed it. And now he's coming down and he's looking on this city and he says, Oh, I wish you'd have got it. Oh, I wish your eyes had been opened. I wish for peace. I wish you would have believed. I wish miracles could have happened. I wish, hey, that you would have just accepted me and known. Hey, but you had God's Son who left the splendors of heaven. Amen. Streets of gold, gates of pearls, walls of jasper. He sat on a throne yet he came and took on human flesh. Amen. He was God made flesh and he dwelt among us and John said the world knew him not. There's a light that shone into the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. He said oh I wish you would have seen it. I wish you'd have got it. But you missed it. You missed the peace. And now it's too late. The peace is hidden from your eyes. It's amazing how those shouts, the excitement, the joy, the hosanna in the highest. Son of David, King of kings, Lord of lords. That word hosanna, part of it means save now. They were saying save us now. Do something, set up your kingdom, set up your throne. And you know, it's amazing how people change their tune when things don't go their way. Jesus is going to come in. He's going to go up there. He's going to tell Pilate who he is. He's going to kick Caesar off the throne. He's going to set up. The Jews are going to rise up. We're going to take over the Romans. We're going to whip them like they whipped us. Woohoo! Hallelujah. I love it when I conquer my enemies. When my enemies become my footstool. When I get to look at them and go, nah, 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 I won. We love that, don't we? We like that. But it didn't happen that way. All of a sudden, the one that they were crying, Hosanna, King of Kings, and you're gonna, he's going to come in and change everything. All of a sudden, a turn of events. Amen. Their shouts turned to curses. All of a sudden, he walks in the temple. He said, you turn my house into a den of thieves. He begins to turn over their tables of money. He begins to kick out the money changers. And the, Listen, you start messing with folks' money, whoo, you make some folks mad. You're messing with their business, getting in their lives, getting in. You just, oh, Lord, I like you. I like you to stay in church. Man, don't get in my house. Don't get in my business. You know, don't get up all up in my grill. <laughs> The kids know what that means. And all of a sudden, they begin to little get this thing's not going like we thought. And now all of a sudden, Judas is betraying him. And Peter's denying him. And all of a sudden, he's standing before uh, the judge and he's being judged. And now then, he's out in a courtroom. And all of a sudden, he says, who do you want me to release to you? Barabbas, a murderer, or this king of the Jews? Uh, and all of a sudden, some of those same people, those same church folks, those same ones that were crying, Hosanna, are out in the crowd saying, crucify him. Crucify him. It's amazing how cheers and chants and praise can turn into cursings and bitterness and hatred and crucify him. You see, he knew all that was coming. And he looked and he wept. And he said, oh, I wish you wouldn't have missed it. The King James says you missed the day of your visitation. 
the New Living I'm reading out of this morning says, Because you did not accept your opportunity for salvation. You see, salvation rode in on that donkey. You see, a donkey represents peace. In the Old Testament times, when the kings were at war and nations were at war, and, uh, you know, they, they, they just couldn't. It would have been great. It would have been awesome if one king could have texted the other king and said, Hey, all is well. Huh. I'm not going to attack today, LOL. Smiley face. Hashtag peace. Wouldn't that have been cool? <laughs> Wouldn't it have been awesome if, you know, one king could have just Facebooked the other king and said, hey, I want to marry your daughter. Huh. Cool, dude. Let's set it up. No, they didn't have all that. And so, that, you know, they could, what they did, when they sent a messenger out to go to another country, to go to another king, uh, if the message was a message of peace, they came riding on a donkey. And they could see them afar off, and they would say, let me see, what, what is that? Yeah, I see them big old ears standing up, and that, that's a donkey. All is well. It's a, it, the, the message is coming. It's a message of peace. But if they came riding upon a big horse... It was a message of war. About to declare war on you. Jesus that day rode on a donkey. He brought peace. He was bringing salvation. He said, all who believe come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Come unto me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I receive you. But can I tell you this morning, today, I'll tell you the end of the story. Jesus got up on the third day. He resurrected. He went to the pits of hell. He stripped the keys of death and hell from the enemy. Amen. He went back to heaven. He took his blood, applied it to the mercy seat. And the Bible says one day he is coming back and when he comes again the Bible says he's going to have on his vesture and on his thigh king of kings and lord of lords and he's coming riding on a white horse the next time he shows up it's not going to be on no little donkey ain't nobody going to be nailing him on a cross or whipping his back amen but he's coming and the Bible said a sword is going to come out of his mouth and fire out of his eyes and he's going to destroy all the enemy that is before him he's coming again and he's coming in power and glory but today he's on the donkey and he's saying, peace, peace. Don't miss the day of your opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity of your salvation. The word of God says today is the day. Don't miss your visitation. Don't miss your day to make peace with God. Don't miss your day to receive him as Lord and Savior. Don't wait till you stand before him as judge. Amen. And here depart from me. I never knew you. But today, say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as my King. Amen. I receive you as, as the Savior of the world. And he said, amen, peace will come to you. Peace to your house, peace to your family, peace. But he told Jerusalem that day as he wept, you missed it. And there's no more peace. It's too late. And they're going to build ramparts against your walls. Your walls are going to fall. You and your children and everything. And it was long after that. Amen. Jerusalem was destroyed. They were taken away into captivity. The walls were destroyed. I'm telling you, Jerusalem is still, Israel today is still shrunk down to a little nation. Amen. Still because they missed their visitation. But guess what? I didn't miss mine. 
I knelt at an altar and I had a visitation from Jesus. I met the risen Savior. I made him king and king and Lord of lords and I gave him my life and today is the day. And you know what? You're not going to miss your opportunity either. Can I get a big amen? Woo! Come on, clap for joy, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet this morning. You're here this morning and you say, Pastor, oh, I need Jesus to make his triumphal entry into my life. I don't know what part of your life. You know, it's amazing how that we can welcome Jesus into one part of our life and lock him out of others. Today, Jesus wants to come in and he wants to be king of all. I like the little saying that says, if Jesus is your co-pilot, move over. You're in the wrong seat. He wants to be the pilot. He's in control. And today, he wants to make his triumphal entry in you. First of all, first and foremost, into your heart as Lord and Savior. But then he wants to come into your business, he wants to come into your marriage, he wants to come into your health, he wants to come into your finances, he wants to come into every part of your life and he wants to saturate it. He wants to be Lord of all. Listen, either he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Today, make him Lord of all. You're here today and you say, Pastor, I have never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If I were to die today, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. You may be here and you say, Pastor, I have accepted Jesus into my heart and life, but there's areas that I need Him to ride in and take over. Maybe you're going through a trial. Maybe you're just in a desperate situation. Maybe you're battling something physically or emotionally or marriage or business. You say, I need Jesus to ride in. I need Him to come in and bring peace into my situation. Whatever your desire is to, whatever your need is today, I'm going to ask you, as Pastor Elias begins to sing, to step out of your seat, come stand around this altar, and I want to pray over you.